to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Feed You Podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, I'm your host, and I appreciate you being here. This is coming out a day late. It's been a little muddy. My um, oldest son graduated last week, even though it was far from normal for graduation. There was still a lot to do, and I am still recovering this week, so... Um, but we're getting it out. We're getting it out. And I wanted to make sure that you had something to lean into this week as you're making your way through this unprecedented time and still trying to grow your business. So this week, what are we talking about? We are talking about the nine reasons your opt-in isn't working. And um, I find a lot of people think that their sales funnel is based on, hey, I have an opt-in on my website, and then they stop there. So if you've missed any of my sales funnel episodes, you can um, switch back to uh, or do a rewind and catch those episodes um, previously, and I will link to those in the show notes. There's two or three of them that talk about sales funnels and why it's important to complete your sales funnel and connect the dots for your customers. Um, but this week specifically, uh, I have people that are like, oh, I have this opt-in and I put it out there and I'm not growing. I don't have anybody on my email list. Nobody's opting in. And so I thought it was really important that we do a episode on why, like why your opt-in isn't working. You've put it out there, you've set it up. Um, and other than technical difficulties, which we will not talk about in this episode, um, in that it's not working or you know people are going to spam or whatever, we'll talk about that in a different episode. But these are things that you can actually fix um, around your opt-in and um, things that you can look at your current opt-in and, and make sure that you aren't falling into any of these uh, categories. So let's hop right into it. Number one, people can't find your opt-in. I don't know how many times I've gone to a website and they have it hidden. And there's like, they're like, oh, my my email list isn't growing. I'm like, I looked for 10 minutes and I was purposely looking for it and I couldn't find it. So if you're hiding your opt-in, that's why nobody's opting in. You need to put it front and center um, and give people a reason to uh, seek it out. Like I know the other component about this is that people will create an opt-in and then they never tell anybody about it. It's like a secret. Um, And you can't grow your list when you keep your opt-in a secret. I'm just telling you right now, out in the world, just because you put it on the internet, I don't know how many, the latest statistic of the number of websites that are launched every day, but it's like, I don't know, 50,000 or 70,000 or some ridiculous amount um, every day. And so your little piece of content, if you don't go out and promote it and tell people about it, um, they're never going to find it. They're never going to find your download. They're never going to find your website. And you've got to do due diligence in promoting it. And so um, that would actually, that's a bonus tip. You've got to promote it too, Uh, but they can't find it. Uh, So make it front and center, make it very obvious. Uh, I know people don't love pop-ups, but here's the, here's the thing they work. And so if you have a pop-up for your opt-in, don't be obnoxious about it. Like I've gone to sites where every time you go to a new page, it pops up again. I don't recommend that, but do have it available. um, Like in their settings, you can set depending on how you set up your pop-up on your website, where it will just be shown once per visitor for a certain amount of time. And you can set that time frame. Um, But make it obvious to people, make it obvious to people that, um, you know, need they need what you have. And so uh, if, if they can't find it, they're not going to opt in. So that's number one. Number two, 
is i don't know a nicer way to say that it's crap like you're putting crap out there and people you're competing with so many people out there that your opt-in really should be so good that people would pay for the information um so an example uh this was and this is not an opt-in and i should actually reach out to him and tell him to make this an opt-in but i have a former chiropractor who used to live in the denver area and then um he moved to tennessee and he put an email this week that was awesome um for the most part there was a couple things that he could have improved on but you know can't we all so shout out to dr bill if you're listening um but he put out an email that connected uh depression and chiropractic and the results they're seeing between chiropractic and chiropractic treatment and depression are phenomenal it's like 76 percent of people find relief in some way and i was like that would be an awesome uh, opt-in for him like he could go in and like describe the different things that they could do as a chiropractor or what that treatment cycle looks like and um, the things that they've seen work with depression or the, all of the symptoms that have been that not i don't want to say cured but that have been um improved with chiropractic so that would be something that people would be really interested in but specifically around depression because that's a big topic going on right now so he did a really good job of tying into what's happening in the world and um i've sent that article to multiple people so that's another way that um you can kind of test what you're putting out there is if you have a lot of people that have um interacted with the piece of content that you put out there whether it's an email or maybe a blog post or a podcast or whatever um if you want to go into a little more depth on that topic in a in a format that they can download and then have with them um that's a great opportunity to create an opt-in instead of just like here's a checklist for something that nobody cares about that was from you know 2012. so make it time um relevant make it important to your audience and um, we're going to dive into that in just a couple minutes and make it something that's so good that they would want to pay for it so that's tip number two number three is do not use your opt-in as a sales pitch should you tie it into the next piece of your sales funnel yes but it's not a sales pitch so um some of the best opt-ins out there if you have a product or a especially if you have like an online product is to give people a free trial and you can really build your list that way but not everybody has that option and i i heard this week i was fortunate enough to work as a coach again for story brand um for their live event and i heard several times from people in the um in the group that they wish there was more information around marketing for service-based businesses and i find service-based businesses especially people that do um, in-home services like plumbing electrical um, carpet cleaning things like that they really struggle with their marketing and knowing what to say to people and i'm like oh my gosh you have so many things you could share but um what they what they end up doing is old school marketing and they start pushing their product and service with a coupon or with you know like talking about what they do and how they do it and their um systems and processes and blah 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 and people don't care like so for example if you're a carpet cleaner um and you're you're somebody that is needing your carpet cleaned you don't care about the latest um soap that they use what you care about is how long is it going to take for you to clean it how much is it going to cost and how long is it going to last and how long will it take to dry those are just things off the top of my head so when you can answer questions like that like especially let's just take the the component of how long um do i have to go between cleanings well if you had a series of that followed up a, a carpet cleaning for those people and said 
Here's some great ways to maintain um, the cleanliness of your carpet. Yes, you should have it cleaned regularly, like every um, six months or something. I'll just put, and I don't know, I'm not a carpet cleaner. I'm just throwing it out there. But, you know, every six months. But in the meantime, like month one, do this. Month two, do this. Month three, do this. And it's going to help um, lengthen the amount of time that you can go between carpet cleanings. And it can be simple things like take your shoes off. Every time you come in the house, take your shoes off and list all the reasons like why it's not just good to keep your carpet clean, but the whole overall cleanliness of your house and, and the, the statistics that you can wrap around that and all that kind of stuff. So um, just a quick little example off the top of my head. But you don't want to just jump into your download being a sales pitch. Should it lead them to the next piece of your um sales funnel? Absolutely. But I liken it to an example that Donald Miller uses often, which is like, you want it to be the building of a relationship, not going on a first date and asking that person to marry you. You're jumping into a a sales situation much too quickly, just like nobody's going to want to marry you after one date. So think about it that way when you're creating that relationship. And it's about nurturing um, your potential clients as well, especially with a download, but you can also look at it as um, some of your existing clients may grab that download and you want to strengthen and nourish that relationship. So how are you doing that? And it's not going to be by showing your product services and um, all of the little doodads of what you do down their throat. So number three, don't make it a sales pitch. Number four, you don't follow up. I cannot tell you how many times I have signed up for an opt-in and I'm sure you guys can relate. You sign up for an opt-in and maybe you get the freebie that they sent you and then you never hear from them again. Or you hear from them in like nine months and they're like, yeah, sorry, I haven't written. You're like, whatever. I don't like, I don't even know who you are anymore. So it's so important to have a follow-up series, whether it's three, four, five, seven emails, and then consistently keeping that communication open. Does that mean everybody's going to stay on your list forever? No, people are going to self-select and get out of your funnel, but that's okay. That's why it's called a funnel. But if you drop the ball after the first email and you never reach out to them again, and then you only reach out to them to sell to them, guess what? They're going to unsubscribe. And you don't want that. You want to build the relationship. You don't want to be the one and done kind of person. Um, and we don't have the uh, opportunity to do that at this point. There's so many people that are doing business online and I believe there's going to be even more to come um, with the way the world is kind of shifting after after the COVID-19 event. Um, I think you're gonna see more and more people moving to an online um, way of doing business. And so you've got to learn to build those relationships and um, building that relationship comes from following up and being in tune with your customers and asking questions and really getting to know them and their situation. And um, when you create those follow-up emails as well as follow-up content, you are engaging that relationship every week. Even if they don't respond, people are always watching. And I've had it happen time and time again. So um, just know people are watching, whether you uh, are aware of it or not. And people are really good at stalking, especially online. So uh, stay in the know and always follow up. Number five, there's no call to action. And this, I just mentioned this above, like I see so many people that put these awesome down loads out there and it's like got so much information and then they don't put their name on it they don't put their website on it they have no call to action and so like you know there's tons of people that will print things out and then they'll come back to it like six months nine months a year later and they're like oh this is awesome I wonder where I got it (laughs) and so you don't want to be that person you want to have something in there that is the next step and so um, for example 
if you have a download and maybe your next step is you move them into a free um, sales consultation for 15 minutes and you um, put the link for them to get to that booking calendar or another call to action could be um, start a free trial or another call to action could be book your appointment now or your call to action could be um, join our Facebook group. So there's a million different directions. Just don't leave it off. I find it so many times. Um, and when we when I've implemented it with clients, I have a client right now that I just adore. Um, and we started implementing this on her, everything she does, we put a call to action into it and her sales and her opt-ins and everything, all of her numbers have gotten higher because we are doing that um, because people need you to hold their hand and help them take the next step. Absolutely. And we sometimes think that it's overkill, like because we're so ingrained in our business, we're like, people don't need to know that. They need to know. They need you to hold their hand step by step and tell them where to go next because they're distracted. They have a lot going on. They don't know what they don't know. And um, they are definitely not as familiar with what you do as you are. So always put a call to action in there. That's number five. Number six, you have an opt-in that works for everybody, which means it works for nobody. And I know you guys um, love when I talk about ideal client, but it's so important. If you have your ideal client avatar nailed and you know as much about them as possible, and I am constantly doing research on my ideal client and narrowing it, and it has changed and evolved over the last few years, probably not the last few years since I started my business, it has been evolving. And that is how it is supposed to be. We are supposed to evolve that ideal client and get to know them really, really well. But that being said, we also need to direct our free download or our freebie toward that ideal client. When we can get really clear about what they need and um, deliver a small win for them in that free download, you are starting to win them over as a fan. And so when you get targeted about that, it's much easier for you to answer questions about them and about what they're struggling with and answer them with either a free download or a video series or whatever it, it is for your lead magnet. Um, but a lot of people just throw something out there and they're just like, oh, this will be great. And they don't do any research to see if that's something that people are actually looking for. And then they're disappointed because it isn't working and it isn't converting. So make sure that you're connecting it to your ideal client. And if you're struggling with developing um, things to research and conversation tips around that ideal client, I do have a free download. You can go grab it and it's going to help you walk through some of those initial questions that you can continue to ask again and again. And you can find that at elisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client. And I'll link to it in the show notes as well. Um, but that's a great place to start and it's a great place to come back to. So sometimes you ask the question once and then you have a few answers and then you'll come back to it, say a month later and you're like, Oh, I have more I can add here. So it's, it's an ongoing worksheet. It's not a one and done. Um, so take, uh, take the opportunity to grab that free download and then print it out and have a couple of copies or save it somewhere that you can um, use it and find it again and again, because your ideal client avatar will continue to evolve and you will have to ask those questions every time it evolves. So again, you can find that at elisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client. 
And let's move on to number seven, which is you're not leading your audience to the next step. We talked about this. Um, and if you're not leading them to eventually purchase from you, they never will. And this, a lot of people get stuck here. Um, they're like, oh, they opted in for my download. Now I can sell them stuff or they opted in for my download. Well, some people are, everybody's at a different stage in their buying journey. And so you may have people that are ready to take action and they will follow up with that download into you know whatever the next step is that you've laid out for them. If you've laid it out, um, many, I would say, more than 85% of people that I initially talk with and work with do not lay it out at all. They just put their free download out there. They don't do a follow-up email um, and they don't have any call to action in their free download. And then they're just like waiting for people to call them. And it's so sad because the phone's not ringing and the cash register is not ringing. Um, and they can't figure out why. And so you've got to lead them to the next step. And it's, it's almost like, taking it back to kindergarten level. We think that because we are so immersed in what we do and we are so good at what we do that everyone else is really good at it. But the reality is, is that most people are starting in a, at a kindergarten level in our area of expertise. And we have to get down to that kindergarten level in order for them to understand um, what it is that they need to do next in order to get the results that they really want. So you've got to lead them down the path. And that is the, that's how you know your sales funnel is effective, is that you're leaving them little breadcrumbs all along the way for them to follow and scoop up until they get to the result that they really want. And then they, they become customers. And when you can get them the results because they have gotten to you, then they become re raving fans. So it's really important for you to lay out that, um, path for them and then um, continue that path through uh, their their time as a customer. So uh, number seven is not leading your audience to the next step. Number eight, you are not uh, connecting what you're putting out there to your brand. And we talked about this a little bit before, but people often will download things and print out um, items and there's no branding on it. There's no connection to where they got it. And so then they just start their search over. Whereas if you had your stuff branded and it matched everything else going on in your business, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, I know this logo or I, you know, I can look up this website or um, I can, you know, hunt down this person because they have it on their materials. And so that's one of the key components of branding that people kind of drop the ball on. They're like, oh, I have this pretty logo, but then they never like connect it to everything else. They just put it on their website or their letterhead or whatever it might be. Um, <clears throat> but you've got to connect the dots all the time. And if, it, if you feel like you're overkilling it, you're probably doing it just, to, just about right. So make sure that your branding is uh, all over whatever you're doing for your downloads and for your you know your free trials and your emails and everything else you've got to have it all there all the time because if you make it hard for them to take the next step they just won't do it um, you need to make it as easy as you know going to a tea party at the brown palace where they're just bringing you everything that you want before you even know you want it um, so if you can set up your marketing and your follow-up and all, all of the components of your uh, marketing that way, you'll have a much higher conversion. And then, can you believe it? We're to number nine already. Um, your opt-in doesn't create a reason to continue the conversation. Um, and so you, what I meant, and I actually forgot one in here. Um, yeah, I totally forgot one. So we're going to just add that in. But 
Um, number nine was um, you are talking at your audience versus talking to your audience. And so you're not enabling the conversation to continue. And that's when people make the mistake of jumping into talking about all of the different uh, technicalities about what they do. And so say if you let's let's just use a coaching uh, business, for example, if you're a coach, and then you start diving into, um, we're going to do this, 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 and this, and, um, and you do that right after your lead magnet, it's too soon. Um, and if you start jumping into like, if you're a software company, you're like, Oh, we, we, you know, use this widget and that widget, and we all these different things, and people aren't ready for that information. It just um, creates chaos in the conversation instead of clarity. And chaos will not sell. Clarity always wins at the end of the day. And so you want to be really clear and you want to ask, you want to have a conversation. I think this is a big component of what's missing in most marketing today is that we uh, do not engage conversation. We just want to shove what we know down people's throats and people don't want that. They want to have a conversation. They want to be treated like a human being. Um, I have another client right now who uh, has a lot of research and study that, um, they've done in their area of expertise. And um, one of the things that we're currently working on with them is trying to create a conversation instead of just throwing all of that research in their face because people aren't ready for it yet. Is it important? Yes, but you can't start a conversation giving them, you know, the 30 years of research you've done in your area of expertise. It's too much. They're not ready for it. And all it does is impede the conversation and you want to continue the conversation. So let's hop back to the one that I forgot. And that is, it actually goes with number two, which is you have to be solving a problem with your download. If you're not solving a problem with your opt-in, opt-in download are the same. I probably should have said that at the beginning of the episode, but um, if you're not solving a problem, people aren't going to download it. They don't have time for extra stuff in their inbox. They don't have time to, they want an answer to whatever is bugging them, keeping them up at night, stressing them out. Um, And so getting to know your ideal client is going to help you to understand what that problem is so that you can better answer it. And when you can answer it quickly, efficiently, and give them a quick win, that's when your download starts to take off. That's when your opt-in, whatever it might be, I keep using download, but whatever your opt-in is, when it can make a difference in their lives quickly, easily, and even if it's just a, you know, a small little win, they're going to be like, ooh, I like that. I want more. Um, and that's what we're going for. And then when you continue to have a conversation with them, instead of selling them something, it works even better. So that's it. That's a wrap. The nine reasons why your opt-in isn't working. And um, all of these will be spelled out in the show notes that you can find at alisaconnor.com forward slash 89. This is episode 89. I appreciate you being here as as I do every week. And I look forward to connecting with you next week. If you want to continue the conversation with me, you can do that over on Facebook with my um, Facebook group. And you can find that at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash small business builders. And that link will also be in the show notes that you can find on my website at alisaconnor.com forward slash 89. Until next week, be well, stay safe, and I will see you on the flip side. Take care. If you're struggling with what to say, who to say it to, and where to say it, you may need my new Ideal Client Worksheet. If you know your audience, you know where they hang out, and you know what they're interested in, it makes every piece of your marketing easier to put together. 
The Ideal Client Worksheet helps you discover the important questions that you need to ask when it comes to finding your clients. It will help you understand them, understand their problems, so that you connect with them, attract them, turn them into leads, and convert them into customers. So go grab your copy today at alisaconnor.com forward slash ideal client. See you next week.